In this episode, we speak with NORA President Michael Devine, who shares his perspective on NORA and the initiatives that have taken place since his arrival in March 2022, and how NORA is preparing for the future of liquid fuels. In the Loop is brought to you by NORA. NORA was authorized by Congress in 2000 to provide funding that enables the liquid fuel heating industry to provide more efficient, more reliable, and lower carbon home heating and hot water to the American consumer. This podcast takes a deeper look at research initiatives, equipment considerations, renewable fuels, carbon reduction, and technical education propelling us towards a low carbon future. For more information, visit noraweb.org. Well, welcome to In the Loop, the podcast for Nora. In the studio with us today, we have Michael Devine, the president of Nora. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, Brian. Great to be with you. We're so glad in our third episode to get a chance to interview Nora's new president. I guess new still a correct title one year later, right? I would say so. Yeah, it still feels new to me. Well, we're, we're very glad to have you leading the helm of Nora, doing a great job. And I just want to talk with you a little bit today about what it looks like one year into the, the role and how you are seeing things on the horizon for Nora shape up. I know that you've been in the industry a very long time uh, with a lot of different varying roles as a member of a family-owned liquid heating fuel retailer, a consultant for retailers uh, that are venturing into renewable fuels, and even an executive for a biofuel producer. Tell us a little bit about what attracted you to the NORA position and how did you find your way into the presidency for NORA? I, as you said, I grew up in a family heating oil business in Norwalk, Connecticut. Growing up in, in, in an industry like this, you learn it at an early age, uh, service to the customer and how critical that is. As you said, I started a pilgrimage into the renewable fuels uh, business brokering biodiesel, and then moved over into a, a leading commercial activities for World, World Energy, uh, which was the second largest biomass-based diesel producer in the United States and actually North America. And, and in that role, I had the opportunity to commercialize uh, renewable diesel blended with biodiesel out in California. It was something that was very challenging. But uh, the experience that I had in the heating oil markets in B20 helped me uh, in, in that role. During that time, I was fortunate to serve on the board of directors of NORA and came to learn that John Huber was retiring. My initial thought was, wow, who's going to replace John? Never thinking about it for myself. Uh, a member of the executive committee reached out to me and said that my name had come up as being a potential a successor to John and would I be interested in applying for the job. And while I wasn't sure about that at the time, they forwarded me the job description and I saw that the liquid heatings market was really trying to move universally into decarbonization and trying to do that very quickly. So that really interested me. And when I showed the uh, job description to my wife, her response to me was, they need you. So it really started to attract me. And as I started to go through the process more and more, I, I really found that this would be something that I would enjoy doing. And most importantly, maybe I could, could lend a hand and, and help in that regard. I had accomplished everything I wanted to do commercially in the biofuel space. So this was kind of that next opportunity for me to serve in, in almost an altruistic fashion. All these kind of conspired 
I was very fortunate after a very great uh, process to be awarded the opportunity. Well, certainly congratulations and a job very well done in your first year. And, um, you know, kind of looking back on it, what do you see as some of your key accomplishments in year one? And then as you look to year two, what do you see on the horizon? I don't think I had any accomplishments, Brian. I I think if I've done anything, I've brought more of a commercial perspective to the job. Uh We have a phenomenal team at Nora. Dr. Butcher leads a lot of the activities at our at our research center, he, Nihad Islam, Ryan Kerr, Bob O'Brien, Don Farrell, Dr. Jenny Frank, Richard Sweetser, John Levy, and uh, John Huber, my predecessor, has agreed to stay on to consult with us as well, which is a mm-hmm. world of information that we're able to continue to take advantage of. So it's really a team effort, Brian, but the team mm-hmm. has been really moving forward on a lot of great initiatives. Our education team, led by Bob O'Brien, working with Don Farrell, has updated our training materials uh, and really created a greater ease of distribution through our website. Don Farrell and the team have done a great job in updating our NORA website. If you haven't seen it recently, please head out and take a look at it. But we've got a a new technical manual for our students. Uh, It's also in a digital version uh, with an audio portion, so you can follow along. And we've also added uh, videos in our technical section where you can go to our technical education center. If it's 10 o'clock at night and you're struggling with maybe something on combustion, you can go to the neural learning website and you can find videos, technical white papers that may help you guide you when you're in a situation like that. So we've created a go-to educational repository for folks if they need to. You don't have to be enrolled as a student. It's open to anyone in the field. We're really proud about that. Yeah, that's a that's a great resource. I mean, it's available real time when you have a question, you can see an answer, which is huge. A hundred percent. And again, a lot of that content is coming out of our educational videos that we're using to teach the classes. Bob and the team are also following the opportunities in the Inflation Reduction Act, adding the Building Performance Institute's uh, program into the NORA education program as well. So that, you know, if, if you go through our silver certification, you can then go through the rest of the VPI uh, instruction that Bob and his team are putting together. You'll be able to do go out to uh, a small business or one of your consumers' homes, do a full energy audit, and they could receive up to $4,000 back. So really adding additional value inside of the service department for the full service liquid heating marketer. So what are some of the research initiatives that you are really emphasizing and uh, feel were successes in the past year? On some of the research and development uh, initiatives that we're really proud of, uh, the net zero carbon home is something Mm -hmm. that came out in 2022 and is really growing in earnest in 2023, which is essentially a home that's installing uh, 120% of solar panels to the roof and then utilizing a B100 as a heating source. So that's a program that we're rolling out that we're very proud of. Tom and his team are also doing a lot of testing right now in high blends of renewable fuels for home heating, looking at B100 biodiesel and blends of renewable diesel as well. If there is uh, something that creates the need to get to higher blends quickly, NOR has done a lot of that testing in advance. We're, we're also uh, collaborating on additive technologies with Clean Fuels Alliance America. 
Bob also leading an initiative, and this is something that kind of came up in the midst of, of this last year, of being involved with the IECC on the building codes, on both the commercial mm-hmm. and the residential building codes, where Bob is has taken the lead and is helping to make sure that liquid heating is being defined properly in the building codes. And most recently, he just was able to change the definition of fuel oil for liquid heating and adding the caveats of B5, B20, and B100 as elements of uh, that as well. You know, we're, we're really excited to be working with you on the podcast series, <laughs> a way you. that we're able to communicate a lot of the technical projects that we're, we're, we're conducting right now in a more conversational way and, and hopefully being able to communicate some of that out into the field. You've got so many things going on. I mean, that's why we do a podcast just like this. Nora and our industry is very, very active. And with the focus on low carbon heating, education, research, and all the activities across the U.S. And that's why we have conversations just like this. So tell us a little bit about Dr. Butcher and technology around purple air technology. Is, is that right? Some of that research? Yeah. So one of the things that, that Dr. Butcher uh, has seen is, is some movements around what kind of air quality is uh, liquid heating generating in the house. So Dr. Butcher is doing a lot of testing right now, installing these purple air devices inside and outside the home or, or the apartment building to kind of measure what kind of uh, particulate uh, is being generated. So, you know, it's very early in the study, but some of the data that's coming back is oftentimes the outside air has got higher PM than the inside of the house, which would make sense. There are other contributors to uh, particulate matter. And actually, we're finding that the uh, in testing near the boiler or, or the furnace, the particulate emissions are not particularly high. Believe it or not, one of the highest elevators of of particulate emissions is cooking and not necessarily cooking from a gas stove, but just the particulate emissions that come out of food inside Mm -hmm. the house can really be some of the highest uh, levels that we recognize. So that's something that we're, we're doing just to kind of dig into what the really reallys are when it comes to particulate emissions. Again, a lot of great stuff that we're doing to make sure that as our story is being told by us and by others, that it's fact-based and not anecdotal or being surmised at what we may be doing. Sure, sure. And you've got, as you alluded to, such a great team of folks that you're working with, Dr. Butcher and all the different folks at the Technology Center. And you've had a new member of the team recently added. Is that correct? We have. Unfortunately, our Richard Sweetser, who a lot of folks know and and still is a big contributor to Nora, has signaled that he would like to slow down a little bit and perhaps retire. Uh, That's a big hole. Richard has done so much great work uh, at Nora over the last decade plus. Dr. Butcher and I became aware of, of Dr. Jenny Frank, as being coming through the Young Scientist uh, with the National Biodiesel Board. And she has since gone on uh, to receive her PhD and is uh, working as a professor at uh, SUNY Morrisville. Her area of expertise is renewable fuels and really looking at the environmental impacts and environmental modeling of renewable fuels. 
Uh, so we're really grateful to have Dr. Frank's perspective come and, and collaborate with us on this. So we're always looking for great talent at Nora, and we're, we feel very fortunate that Dr. Frank has agreed to uh, come on to our team and, and work with our team uh, in this regard. Well, and, and you've got a major trade show coming up. I'm sure that she'll be there along with many of the other folks from the Nora team coming up with the Eastern Energy Expo. What are you looking forward to at that show? Well, the team is going to be well represented, Brian. As you say, uh, uh, we're going to have a, a second year of our outside live fire uh, exhibit where we'll be showing the combustion, live combustion, uh, through a transparent uh, burner apparatus that will allow us to show different blends from B5, B20, B50, B100, and renewable diesel combustion as well, so that you'll be able to see the variations in combustion, the color changes, and different environmental readouts coming out of the different fuels, so that Anyone who's looking at or has questions about these fuels will be able to see both the results and see the flame and the combustion themselves. That'll be really cool to see that demonstration and actually see the product in effect in use. Will there be any of the other NORA staff or trainers at the expo that'll be providing education? Uh, Bob O'Brien is going to have some, some uh, educational sessions uh, Dr. Butcher, Nihad Islam, and um, Ryan Kerr will be uh, uh, having an uh, educational track on Tuesday morning where they'll be providing a lot of the information that I'm touching on here, the combustion, the purple air, and the like. And then Bob O'Brien, myself, and Dr. Frank will be providing a, a presentation on Tuesday morning, uh, highlighting some of the things that we've just spoken about, the IECC, BPI, and some of these initiatives as well. Dr. Butcher and myself will be on a main stage panel on Wednesday morning. Well, we'll be talking about how our industry is transitioning and transitioning quickly. We will have two of the leading burner manufacturers, R.W. Beckett and Carlin, speaking about their future plans for B100 burners. We'll be speaking with a on the largest renewable fuels producer, getting a perspective on the renewable fuels market. We will have a retail marketer, Jacqueline Hart from Hart Home Comfort Energy, who'll be providing a perspective as a, as a marketer who has been transitioning into higher blends of fuels. And uh, we're looking forward to what we hope is a good turnout on Wednesday morning uh, and hopefully a good Q&A with the audience as well. So. We've got, we also, I don't want to leave out our NORA board meeting, which will happen on Monday, mm -hmm. uh, first day at EEE from uh, 3.30 till uh, 5 o'clock, where the public is welcome. Well, and there's so much going on at the expo itself, and to see all these different things highlighted, uh, not the least of which is all the activities that NORA is engaged in and the research and the live fire demonstration. Fascinating. I think that's going to be really, really interesting for folks to see. Well, Brian, I don't want to leave out perhaps our most important facet here also at EE, which is you are going to be coming <laughs> up. You're bringing In the Loop with Nora to EEE. Yep. Uh, you'll be conducting interviews uh, with a lot of the uh, important stakeholders in our, in our industry. Uh, and we're really grateful that you are coming up there and we're bringing In the Loop uh, to EEE and looking forward to having and hosting a lot of great conversations there as well. 
Oh, absolutely. I'm thrilled and uh, indeed an honor to get a chance to attend and talk to all these industry leaders on the uh, low-carbon heating front and all the activities and see things up close and personal. Like you said, there's nothing nothing like seeing it live and getting the chance to have that discourse and interchange with folks. Now, speaking of trade shows and or conferences, you and Dr. Butcher just recently returned from Germany, the International Trade Fair for Sanitation, Heating, and Air. Is that ish? Is that correct? Their expo That's was held correct. last month? Mm-hmm. Tell yeah, us a little bit was, about uh, that trip. Sure, thank you, Brian. It was uh, it was my first time at Ish. Uh, Doctor Butcher is is this is old hat for him, but we were really uh, fortunate, and we uh, Nora has de- developed a great relationship with N2X uh, Energy, which is the uh, Nora of Germany, uh, still a very vibrant liquid heating market. And with, uh, with Eurofuel as well, their secretary, uh, General San- Sandrine Davos. Uh, and they were wonderful hosts for Dr. Butcher and I. Uh, and we had the opportunity to have a lot of high-level meetings uh, with the leading boiler and uh, furnace manufacturers in Europe. And looking at some of the same challenges that they're having uh, in Europe as we are in the United States in, a, in movements to decarbonize through almost a single source uh, way of approaching it through electricity. And so what we're seeing there is these evolutions of hybrid systems where uh, it is a liquid heat system with electric source heat pumps as complementary heating sources as well to be able to provide uh, heat, certainly uh, in the shoulder seasons of, of the year, but also looking at where the axes cross environmentally and where they cross economically as well, so that the consumer has the opportunity to kind of call for the type of system uh, outlay of heat that they're looking for, which leaves control to the homeowner, uh, but also provides a dynamic system, both environmentally and from a cost standpoint. So that was a really interesting solution that we saw out in Europe in, in, in having some of these conversations. And some of the lessons that we want to be able to bring back at Nora and starting to think about these hybrid systems in the same way so that at our Nora Education Center, we can we can help bring our next generation of techs in in being able to not only service our liquid heating systems, but look at installing some of these hybrid systems as well to kind of be able to meet the environmental mo- uh, moment right now. So Mike, as you look in your crystal ball and uh, as you look to the future five to 10 years, what are some of the things that you see our challenges and how Nora will respond to those challenges? It's a great question, Brian. And, and I think one of the real benefits that we have at Nora is we are a small but a very nimble group. And oftentimes our projects come out of something that is that the industry is facing. And so right now our, our focus is at looking at higher blends and being able to get our systems ready and provide uh, our opinions on what we need to do to be able to get the higher blends. So is there anything specifically new that folks should keep an eye out for this year? Uh, one of the series that we'll be rolling out in 2023 is our Higher Blends Infrastructure Conferences, which we'll be hosting in three of our Nora states, likely Pennsylvania, New York, and Massachusetts, where we'll be, we'll be bringing the industry stakeholders in to talk about some of the vulnerabilities that exist in getting to higher blends today. 
And what do we need to do as an industry to address some of these vulnerabilities? And so it's really going to be a thought leadership uh, set of workshops so that we can hopefully come out of it with a strategy moving forward and not just looking at the appliances or the fuels, but look at the supply chain from production all the way to the pump at the, at the burner, what that's going to look like. We're also uh, rolling out a, a CSR a workshop. Those will be in three locations as well, where our best conduits to the consumer, liquid heating consumer, is at the retail distributor level through that CSR that picks up the phone every day. Are they well-versed in where we're moving right now as an industry? Are they well-versed in all the advantages that liquid heating provides? Are they well-versed in, in where we're moving from a renewable fuel standpoint? And can we equip them with the tools so that when the phone rings, they can educate, they can speak to the benefits of our industry and be able to share the opportunities, whether it be with the Inflation Reduction Act uh, tax credit, uh, that can come with upgrading their system, the greater efficiencies that can come with upgrading their system, uh, looking at the NOR rebates for equipment upgrades, being able to communicate all the benefits so that we're telling our story as best as we can through the voices that communicate with our consumers. So that's something we're also going to be working towards. And essentially, a lot of what we do at NOR, and this will happen at the Eastern Energy Expo, is listen. Mm. Listen to what the, what the concerns yeah. are at the wholesale, the retail, the consumer, the equipment. We've got a very bright group of, of professionals that work at NORA, but we're dying to get feedback from the industry on where we can best deploy resources and help the industry move forward into the future. So, so that as we're creating our future plans, it's with a lot of feedback and input from the industry stakeholders. Well, and you can hear that passion in your voice, Michael. I can hear it. I mean, you, we care about this industry. We know that uh, we want to see it be successful, and we're all pulling together in the same direction on that. And certainly part of your leadership is to help us do that. And thank you for all you're doing from the front lines at the CSR level uh, all the way to the top. That genuine authenticity shines through. So thanks for the great work in that area. So uh, we're excited to see that on display at the Energy Expo. We're excited to see what future research opportunities continue to emerge as we envision a bright future ahead for the liquid fuels uh, industry. As do we, Brian. We're very bullish on our future. We feel very blessed that we have the ability to transition our great industry and decarbonize it moving forward. We're not pigeonholed and uh, having to defend our technology, but the moment is calling for greater decarbonization. And uh, our, our industry and NORA is trying to do all we can so that we can enable our industry to decarbonize in the safest and the most effective fashion. Well, Michael Devine, President of NORA, thank you for your time. Great overview of all what's happening at NORA. It's exciting to see what's on the horizon, and uh, we look to more conversations within the loop and with all of our collaborators, stakeholders, and folks within the industry that are all working together to provide low-carbon heating for America. You've been listening to In the Loop with Nora. Stay tuned for our next episode, where we'll talk to folks at the Eastern Energy Expo coming up this month in May and more on the horizon for Nora. <laughs>